lonely. Master of the Knights of Ren. I've never faced such a test. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm C.A.T. And I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And we are back from their second show of the new year. Yep. And I did a poll on Twitter. And if you guys are interested in participating in these polls that we do, and sometimes we ask what you think our topic should be, um, our Twitter is at Knights of Rant. Uh, and I asked what topic you guys would want us to talk about this week in terms of us breaking down the plot of The Last Jedi. And last week we did The Force Bond. And I asked between, uh, did you guys want to hear us talk about the Luke storyline? Did you guys want to hear us talk about the Resistance storyline? And then I put, or do you guys want us to talk about the line, ah, uh, you do, for an hour? And of course, that's the one that won. So here are, we go. It's just, um, you guys, I, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know my theory? <laughs> Snoke is Mace Windu? No, it's that he doesn't say, ah, uh, you do. It's that he says, ah, Dooku. That's, yeah, that's canon. Canon. And you guys like listen Dooku really lives, close. and that's all I ever wanted from this movie. Yep. Ray, Dooku confirmed. <laughs> She's just a Dooku clone. I would be uh, into it. I wouldn't lie to it. Dooku. I'm, I wouldn't lie about it. Uh, <laughs> ah, Dooku. So uh, the second place winner was the Luke storyline. So that is what we're going to discuss today. I'm trying something a little bit different. And by this, I'm going to pretend like it was intentional and not that I was stupidly lazy. Because usually I write some sort of notes. I've been getting better about writing detailed notes. But we used to be a podcast that went no notes Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Or if they were notes, they were scribbled on my iPad. And illegibly that we couldn't even read them, so (laughs) it didn't matter. And we're going to go back to the old Knights of Rant. Classic Knights of Rant. No notes. Where we don't have any notes. And see how that goes. And we'll probably miss a lot, but who cares? Because I didn't feel like writing down notes today. But before we get down to the the deep, nitty-gritty of the podcast, we want to talk about the uh, Secrets of the Empire? Is that what we did? Yeah. Secrets of the Empire. We did a, a Star Wars VR event in Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Is it in World 2 or no? Yes, it is in World. Oh, okay, it's in so it's in both. Okay. Uh, but it was, it was VR and we went into it, I went into it knowing nothing. And you were like, I think we're going to be stormtroopers. Yeah. I had very vague ideas about it. I was under the impression that we were undercover stormtroopers and, and I knew we were on Mustafar. I did not. <laughs> I was just a smart ass. So we were in the room and I was asking, cause I was, we were both wearing jackets. Cause it was cold. Cause it was really cold outside and. And yes, we're aware. We live in Southern California. It wasn't that cold. But we're from Michigan, and we acclimated yes. to the to the nice, warm weather. So when it's 60, it's cold. Yeah, when you're used to, like, 110. Yeah. Yeah, when it's 60, that's cold. <laughs> so I, I just asked the, the host or the leader if mm. I should take off my jacket. Because, like, if it's, like, laser tag because you're wearing all that stuff. You're going to get hot. You're going to get really hot really I quick. got really hot. <laughs> And then you made a joke. I was like, <laughs> like, are we going to Mustafar? Are we going to Hoth? Like, we need, like, a, we need, like, a, which one are we going to? And the guy is next to us. Did you notice the one guy, like, giggle a bit? 
I, I, I didn't really notice, no. He, I think he knew that we were going to Mustafar. Because, <laughs> so. like, after I said it, and then he just kind of, like, looked at the other guy and he went, <laughs> and he, like, hit him. And I was like, either he thinks I'm funny, but then later on, you, do, you totally go to Mustafar. I was like, oh, now I feel like an idiot. So it was warm in there. <laughs> and so you go in with groups of four. It's, I think The Void is the company that does yeah. all of these virtual reality mazes. Mm-hmm. And... We go in with a group of four, so we had just signed up together, mm-hmm. and so two other randoms were with us, and they were nice. Shout out to Dave and Chris. So, Dan, I think. Dan and Chris. I think so. Shout out to them. And, uh... I can't remember. We won't we won't spoil the ending, just in case anyone listening... Wants to go do wants it. Wants to go do it, but we will be talking about the rest of it, but the ending was so cool. Yeah. And... So you first you go in, and I actually I filmed a little bit of it, so it's probably going to be on YouTube eventually, probably sometime later today, or when this podcast goes up, mm-hmm. uh, youtube.com slash Nights with Rant, and we did a little video, but you can't film in there, so, I mean, obviously. But not, you did. I did a little bit, but not not when we were actually, I, No, like, not when we were VRing. That would have been. VRing. That would have been hard and mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see anything. No. So you have groups of four, and you go in, and you put on this big, it's almost like a laser tag, like, chest plate. Like a big old vest. Yeah, big old vest, a big old helmet, and it was, that like, the helmet was heavy. I, yeah. I was fine with the vest. The helmet was heavy, mm-hmm. but we, we were in those outfits a lot longer than most people would be, and we'll explain why later. Yes, we will. <laughs> but, so the four of you go in, and once you have the whole gear set up, you go into the first virtual reality room. You get debriefed. Oh, yeah, and Cass- it's it's right before Rogue One. That's how yes. it's set. So Cassian debriefs you. Debriefs you. And then you get to pick your stormtrooper colors. <laughs> I picked red because I wanted to actually blend in. I picked pink because I like pink. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you can pick. And I think I think you have to choose different colors from that haven't been chosen yet. So I that's how so. you tell the other one apart. Um, so you're not actually grabbing onto the wrong person. Because once you're in that virtual reality helmet, that's all you see. That's it. So and it was... We're, like, looking out for each other. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I was like, I'm only gonna grab at the red and- stormtrooper. And it's so weird, because you're reaching towards what you think is gonna be armor. And then I feel like your soft arm. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, a weird brain disconnect. You mean my really buff arm? Your soft, soft skin. <laughs> And not plastic stormtrooper also, armor. me and you were significantly shorter than the guys we were there with. <laughs> so, Because like, I thought you looked ridiculous and you, I'm shorter than you. You looked ridiculous. No. Because they looked like normal stormtroopers, but then looking over here, we're like, hello. Hi, I'm a stormtrooper So it's a little bit armor. easier to tell who we were. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, was, it was so cool. But <laughs> So when Cassian's debriefing you, the Empire comes in, and obviously, you know, Cassian survives that. Yeah, uh, yeah, clearly. So you get your debriefed and you you go on your mission. The first thing you do is sit down in this room. <laughs> and the first the first time we did this, hint that there's multiple times that we did this. Yes. Uh, we were all like, "Are these chairs? Are real? these actually seats?" And so you just like the two guys went in first, and they're just stumbling over the chairs because they weren't sure. And then we said, so they were actually chairs. And that's the coolest part of this is everything that you're made to touch is actually there. Yeah. And, but we'll go into the drama of this mm-hmm. later, but the the quick story of the second time we played it for only th- like three seconds, 
you were just like, K2SO is in the same room as you. Yeah, and I was just like, ooh, I want to touch him. And I'm like reaching out slowly because the thing in the VR, which again, VR is still pretty early. The worst thing about it is depth. Like, it's really hard to gauge. You think it's going to be closer or further, so you run into stuff a lot. So I'm like slowly reaching out for K2SO, and then my finger touch him, and I'm like, he's actually there! And I turn back. And you guys are gone. <laughs> we all just... The VR's crashing. It, got, it, it was pretty glitchy, but it was it served really beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. So when you, you first get there and uh, you're, you're fly to Mustafar and you're trying to get this, like, kyber weapon, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, time to step out over this, like, flying metal grate. Great. And you're <laughs> over a giant lava pit, and it's terrifying. And so when you both step out on that... You just come up to me and like, we're holding hands during this, right? Like, oh, yes, of course. Because I was like, I don't want to fall out! Even though I know, I know in my mind, like, there's no way they would make it so that you could actually fall into anything. But, but it, it, it's so real it's looking. It's so cool. And everywhere you look around, there's more details. And so that's why you just come in. Unfortunately, it is a little expensive. It's, it is. I think, 35 or 30 bucks to eat per person. Mm-hmm. So I would love doing it way more times, but can't afford that. I know you can't afford it. It's pretty expensive, but it was totally worth it. Because you, but you want to like look around and see everything because there's details everywhere. Yeah. And also they were blowing like I think they have a fan going, and you can also smell like campfire. Oh yeah, like it was a 4D experience. It was so cool. You could smell everything. It was like warm when you were outside. Oh, yeah. You they were blowing warm air at you. Yeah. Uh, when you got shot, you would feel it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we go over the grate and holding hands because we're a little bit terrified. And we, I mean, there's there's like escape room app aspects to it too, which yeah. is cool that you kind of have to solve puzzles to get through. And you're like, this is the part where I was being a smartass the first time we were playing. Because I, they kept telling you it was a stealth mission. So part of me was like, oh, that means we're not getting guns. Mm-hmm. And so, there you walk into the room, this armory, and I figure it's just a, it's a room just to get into the next room, mm-hmm. but uh, there's like a bunch of guns on the wall. So I'm like, all right, guys, let's go grab the guns. And so just going over there to grab it, I'm like, oh, this is a real gun. Uh, yep. Like that that part was really, really cool. You weren't ready for it. No, I wasn't. Re- I was not ready for it at all. But. I felt like that was super immersive. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were heavy. They were like, they were good guns. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like there was a lot of Easter eggs in there. Because mm-hmm. I wonder if that second button ever can do anything. There's a second button on the gun. There's also a bunch of uh, random buttons on the wall mm-hmm. that I started pressing this the third time we went around. But the first time you don't really write there's a bunch of easter eggs in there so that you want to do it more than once because i'm trying to figure it out hell yeah but once you get the guns you start fighting stormtroopers and like apparently you guys were getting shot a lot yeah because you you line up and there's a bunch of you're basically fighting on two different bridges Mm -hmm. and uh you were kind of you were at like the very end still kind of near the entrance so i don't think you got shot because i think i don't know how they're able to track us you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so but we were getting shot a lot, because uh, again, it's also it's also really hard to aim because your depth perception is weird. Mm-hmm. So, but when you get shot, you're a stormtrooper. Yeah, it's in character. That's why, it, like, again, it was such a smart decision to make you stormtroopers mm-hmm. because one, I'm sure it's easily 
to digitally put like the armor on people mm-hmm. and you feel like you're wearing the you armor. You do feel like you're wearing Like it. with that helmet on, mm-hmm. it's it's super immersive, but continue on. Uh, when you get hit, like there's little <coughs> packs inside your vest that like vibrate and it, it feels like it zaps you. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it obviously doesn't. But every time I got shot, I'd be like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And I had only Ow. gotten shot once mm-hmm. during that entire thing. And so, um, so like past that, there, you get to a code room where K2SO is telling this code and you have to like type it in. And we were, K2SO was like, you, you suck at this. And we're like, we're doing this right. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the ro- the rooms just start spinning and everyone starts glitching out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we just need to walk into the next room. And so me and one of the other guys starts walking towards the next room and suddenly that open door is just a wall and we just run into the wall and when things go wrong you just like raise your hands up Uh in the air so we're like all right guys something is something is something's wrong going wrong so i was like no i was confident i was just standing in the back like watching the codes and then saying what it was Mm -hmm. and he was like no that's wrong and then i mean the game was glitching and like lagging so that's why but yeah i never got he told me i was wrong the first time and Uh i'm and that was before things really started glitching. Like, I was absolutely right. Like, yeah. that, and, but yeah, it started glitching out, and we, so we got taken out of the game, but, by, but that, we got really far into it. We, we didn't did. know how far we were into it, but we got to the second to the last room, mm-hmm. um, before we got pulled out, and they were just like, uh, we're gonna try to fix this for you. So, they replaced like, our packs, they re- something. They sent us through a third, like, a second time, and that lasted... 30 seconds. Yeah, after, like I said, after I was in the first room, cut, touched K2SO, and then you guys were And the coming. guy almost sat on me, but he didn't, it just looked like he was about to sit on me. <laughs> he lagged. So, yeah, he lagged, and my character jumped, and so, just from my aspect, your aspect, and his aspect, for just a second, it looked like he was just about to sit on me, and we're all like, we're perfect strangers! Hello! Hello there! Obviously, so we got taken out again, and then we had to wait around for a while, mm-hmm. and- that's when the weight of the gear sort of start, starts to take a toll on you, but yeah. we should have yeah. we should have already been done. This is supposed to be like a 20 to 30 minute experience. It took us two hours. Yeah. Like an hour and a half, maybe. Okay, yeah. A little less than that. But like an hour and a half wearing this, like, because they're, they're heavy little packs. Mm-hmm. They're a good, I don't, I don't know, maybe now, 10 pounds? N- like, we're talking about this as if it is always glitchy. Mm-hmm. This was the first time... This has happened. This them. has happened, or, like, during our day, during our mm-hmm. time. And so we bene- We were the lucky group in this. Yeah, we benefited. Because we just got to do it twice. Yes. With a lot of the other groups, because they do sort of stagger it, either they were done by the time it started gl- uh, lagging, or they were in the first room. Yes. So they didn't get to run through it twice. Mm-hmm. And so when they were just like, they were so apologetic to us for having to wait around. Uh-huh. But I'm like, we got to do this twice. We're like, no, this is for fun. like, for the price of one. Our the two guys in our group were kind of like, we kind of will not do this anymore. But I I could have if they kept breaking down, be like, do it again. I mean, obviously, I want to get yeah. farther. Go they again. kept breaking down in the first transport then mm. it would have been boring but but i was down yeah i it was it was so freaking cool so like i think the guys were worried about parking oh you're right they had to get their parking validated yeah i think they were worried about like how long is this gonna take because not only am i paying for this i'm also paying for parking yeah so 
Um, we go through the third time. And also, there's friendly fires that you can shoot each other. Yeah. Side eyes, Chris or Dave. I don't know which one of you was which. But it's it's your fault. We were like, it's it hurts when you get zapped. And you were like, I never got shot. I I got shot once in the, like, when we first got the guns. Mm-hmm. But it was just like a, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but it didn't have it multiple times. And so when he got the guns the second time, one of the guys just was just like, punishment, and just shooting me. I'm like, oh, God, why are you doing this? And, like, again, we won't talk about the final room just in case mm-hmm. you, one of you, like, I don't want to spoil it to you because it was so cool. It was so cool. Uh, I Except was aiming... for, hey, guys, remember what your pilot looks oh, yeah, like. Yeah, that's the code. Just remember who your pilot is. <laughs> remember what your pilot looks like. None of the people on my team did, even though I'm shouting, that's our pilot. Yeah, we're... You were just trying to kill him. Yeah. You can't, thankfully. Oh yeah, you can't kill your pilot, but 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 you always were like, "This is a stormtrooper." It's your pilot, but uh, <laughs> the I was aiming above the guy's shoulder in that room when you're shooting other stuff, and he just turns around with his arms out, being like, "What the heck?" Because I've just been shooting him this entire time, and so he just keeps buzzing. And it took him two times of, like, turning around for me to realize why he was so upset with me. Because uh-huh. to me, my laser looked like it was going over his shoulder. Uh-huh. So it was fine for me. Uh-huh. But obviously it was reading too close for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just so cool. And then in the <laughs> in the code room, uh, the first time we didn't do this, but the second time I noticed that the door to the room we were in before was still open. So I'm like, guys, I'm going back into the other room. Let's see what happens here. And uh-huh. there's all these buttons. I'm like, gonna press them all. And then suddenly you get doused with mist. And K2SL is like, that's probably poison. <laughs> and you just kept doing it. And then I then I just ended up shooting the council. And I'm like, that's what they do in Star Wars. Mm. So I did the right thing. Right? Thumbs up. I and mean, I, it was destroyed. It was. I'm not sure if it did anything. No. Also at Disneyland, if you guys are Disney Parks goers, they have a, a new Last Jedi pin. That's the teaser poster. Mm-hmm. I just saw it, and if you guys are Disney Park people. It's fun. It's fun. I, I like that promo poster, so I will get it on anything. That promo poster is very nice. It's beautiful. So uh, moving past, but yeah, if you if you are in the Disney Park area, I definitely recommend do, doing one of these things. Mm-hmm. Or if you ever see any of the Void mazes, they have a Ghostbusters one too, and I think that one's in New York. Mm. I would try that. I would try it out because it was so cool, and I kind of hope that it stays in the Disney parks and they just remap it every so often. Yeah, because because I really liked it. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And also the thing about California is, for that day was very cold and like kind of windy. The day before was really rainy. And nothing in California is built to withstand weather, so I think that's why they were having some issues. Mm, so I don't think that that's going to be a normal thing. Because it is, it's super wireless. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, in our apartment, if somebody breathes, our Wi-Fi, our, goes, our Wi-Fi goes out. And that's kind of all of California. Yeah, one of the coolest parts about this is that if you have a VR system, like a one at your house, mm-hmm. you usually have to have gloves, like gloves on and on your hand controllers for it to see Oh yeah, hands. you don't have that. There's nothing. All. All you have on is the helmet and the vest and the vest, and you can still see your arms. Yeah, you can still see your hands. That's the first thing you have to do is look down at your hands. Are yeah. they there? And yeah, so it it picks up on things really well. And obviously, this is still, still new technology. It wasn't mm-hmm. flawless. No, but it but was still okay. good enough that it was super immersive. And it, I want to do it again. Yeah, I want to do it again. Yeah, it was like I want to go in again with a, like a group of all people that we know, mm-hmm. just because it was just so much fun. Do it. 
It was cool. And we're people who get motion sick, and it, we didn't oh, yeah, get sick did, at all. I didn't get sick at all. Nope. No, the only uncomfortable part was wearing the helmet probably for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and that you shouldn't... I would say that I would say the whole thing takes around 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and we did it, we ran through it two times-ish. We ran it through like two and a half times, and we also did a lot of standing in between. Mm-hmm. You won't, you won't feel we got, the pack. They gave us a free photo, so. Yeah. You won't feel the pack normally, I don't think. Because my feet only started to hurt at the very, like the last yeah. time when we were just waiting to go into the third time. I was like, my feet are really starting to hurt. Yeah. This thing is heavy. Wear good shoes, because my feet were fine. The only thing that was bugging me was the like the headset. Oh yeah, we just, both unbuckled it. Yeah, and we're, we're just like, holding oh. it off of our ears. But it's it's really not that bad. So yeah, that's the Secrets of the Empire. It was really cool. The ending is amazing. It was so. Dope. It makes all of your dreams that you never know knew you had come true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really cool. So moving forward, uh, what else do we got? Uh, we got uh, Han Solo stuff. We can talk about the Solo movie, I guess, for a hot sec. I, because <laughs> I'm starting to get super excited for Solo only because I'm not excited at all. Does that make sense at all? You're like, it, it's a movie that I can watch without high stakes. Yeah, I have no stakes in this whatsoever. And will I, will I probably be mad about Kira, Kyra, Kyla, Kira? It's, her name wasn't Kira. It was something it's not Kira. Kara, something like that. Yeah. Um... Probably being a romantic interest from Han. Of course, that will piss me off. But I'm not that invested in this. So I can actually, with all the discourse and stuff, it won't affect me. I'm just basically assuming going into the movie, I'm going to walk out of it going, that wasn't canon. (laughs) Just not canon. I'm excited for Lando. Yeah. I have no problems with Lando. I want Lando. And and Chewie. Chewie's fine. He'll be fine. Chewie will probably be fine. (laughs) We'll see. No, what I, if she's a chewy uh, love interest the whole time? I would love that. That'd be amazing. I'd be so into this. So, yeah, we got, a, like, I think, our first leaked image of the Han Solo movie. It It's not very exciting. It's like, oh, look it. It's them in it's their them. costumes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not very riveting, but apparently it's leaked, legit, so. But there's a leaked image, so you can find that if you want. Mm-hmm. That's our Han Solo news. Yeah, that's really it. And, and that I'm starting to get some hype for it, for it only because I have n- no stakes in this movie whatsoever. No one can, like, die that I, I mean, I'm guessing probably Amelia Clark's character. Like, that's my, the very short Han Solo prediction movie. I'm like, <laughs> we might do a podcast of pr- predictions for this movie. Who knows? But in short, I'm like, yeah, no, pretty sure. I think we can do that. Either, either... Han Solo, the Kira Kyla Kira is going to betray them and she's going to be part of the Empire or she's going to die and she's like, this is why Han is miserable. He loved one. I'm like, no, shut up. Shut this up. is awful. But <laughs> it won't actually affect me. I'll just have a good old jolly laugh about it. Uh, moving on. What moving else we on, got? We got, I don't know if it's official, but we got we got some Rebels dates. We know when Rebels is coming back. Mm-hmm. Late, late February. But again, that's like, we're not super sure if those are where official dates, right? Yes. I don't think we know if they're official dates. Yeah. We just we just saw some dates floating around. I think it was like February twenty fourth was when the first episode of the finale was gonna air, but again, not sure if that's true. It would make sense. Yeah. That that's probably around when it's gonna I'm be. I'm really but... excited for more Star Wars stuff to like come out again because I'm I'm excited for the trailer for Han Solo. I'm just excited for some of the discourse for the Last Jedi to be lifted because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
If you've been in, like, the fandom the last week, and particularly, like, my branch of the fandom, you know that it's kind of been a roller coaster of a week. I won't get into it, but mm. it's one of those weeks that you just want to step away <laughs> and avoid social media for a while, but you feel like you need to be there to be a voice of positivity, even though I'm the, I'm the saltiest. Like, the reason I, we are salty. I stay on Twitter and on social media is because I want to be kind of a positive source for people who think along the same lines as us. Right. But I also know that I'm salty AF. <laughs> so I mean, as long as you're not telling people to kill themselves, then... I nailed it. I haven't done that. Yep. And never will. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's hard, guys. Right. To I'm a salty, bitter person, but also... Oh my god. <laughs> Lord. There are certain lines you just don't cross. No. And... Yeah, so except for Rebels to come back, and we're I am making all new Rebels enamel pins. Yes. So which I'm so excited for because I benefit from this. You do. You live with me, so you just get them. <laughs> and so we're we're getting the enamel set of the heart pins that I've been making. If you're familiar with those, uh, if you aren't unfamiliar with them, go check out my store. It's Etsy.com/shop/squadrongoals. And Squadron goals! I just restocked on a bunch of stuff and added a bunch of new items. So, if you guys are interested, get some stuff there. Get some stuff there. Rep your, rep your squad, mm-hmm. which is Star Wars. Which is Star Wars. <laughs> I, I used to just be a generic fandom store, but then... It became... Every, well, it's like every idea that I had that I wanted to do instantly was Star Wars. But also, like, it works for other things. Like, you had your Final Fantasy charms. Final Fantasy fifteen. That's a squad. Yeah, it's not a Star Wars squad, but that's a squad. It is. It is a good squad, and that my that is my third most like top search result. So to lead to my store is Final Fantasy fifteen. Yep. It's like Porgs, Raylo, Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> boys, <laughs> boys, and Kylo Ren underneath <laughs> that because he's a good boy. And then Ahsoka under that. Oh yeah, and then Ahsoka. No, it's, it's probably Ahsoka, Padme, and then Kylo. Mm. Um, yeah, because I. I make stuff for characters that don't get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or, like, really all of their merch is all fan-made. So, mm-hmm. gotta give them more merch. Gotta. Gotta feed the fandom. Mm-hmm. So, Rebels is coming back. So, I, that, anything else before we go into the Luke? No. I don't think so. I think it's time for Luke Plot. Luke Plot. So, this week's episode, we're going to talk about the one, the only, Luke Skywalker and his journey through The Last Jedi. And leading up to it. And leading up to it. Because even with my first viewing, my biggest faults in the movie were with Luke. Mm-hmm. And I still think, like, when I'm picking out the things I would have changed, my two biggest ones, or three biggest ones, all do have to do with, deal with Luke. Mm-hmm. I do have, like... My, <laughs> like, my, what I would change in terms of the grander story of Kylo not being a dick and going, being like, hey, Ray, I'll go with you and now we'll get a whole movie of having to get a, get redeemed a hero. Redeemed hero. But. But, obviously, that's not something I'm nitpicking The Last Jedi for. That's a, that's a personal choice of where you wanted the movie to go yeah. and not a, a fault with the movie. No, I just would have really. I know it would have been too easy, and it shouldn't be that easy for mm-hmm. Kylo, but I would have really liked to see an entire movie where you have to see 
a villain atone for stuff. Mm-hmm. Because and have to deal with those consequences and yeah, because mm-hmm. we we have stories like that in the EU, but you don't you don't have them really in the films. So mm-hmm. like again, when Vader dies or Vader is redeemed, he dies ten seconds later. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it would could have been a really cool aspect to explore having an entire movie of that. But I do understand that that does make it too easy. Too easy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, so we'll we'll talk about the 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 flukes. Get it? <laughs> oh, I just came up with that in the spot. I'm you're, very happy. You're very good. Thank you. Good job. Um, that I had, but most of that has gone away entirely, and I probably, and most of them I do understand the reasoning for. I still just would have done it differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we, before we even saw The Last Jedi in our speculation podcast. I could probably go hunt down the voice clip, but I'm not going to because that's going to take forever because our podcasts are long. Mm-hmm. I was even saying I knew going into it that I would disagree with Luke's storyline, mm-hmm. but I still think it would fit the movie, and I I still basically feel the same way. I don't disagree with it, right. but it's not, it's not what I would have done. It's not what you wanted, but after... Because even the same thing with me. I was very unsure with how I felt about it, for a long time, but the more that I have to like look at the bigger picture and understand motivations and like having to really, really think back to everything that happened in the first movie, uh, the first the movie, original trilogy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, okay, yeah, no, this is kind oh, of or Force Awakens, yeah, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens. Okay. yeah. When you think back to the first movie of the sequel tr- trilogy, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, uh, this kind of is the only way that Luke could have gone for The Force Awakens to have made sense. In my mind. No, I agree, because I feel like a lot of people are thinking that Ryan just totally ignored The Force Awakens, Awakens, but the thing was that I feel like so many people just got so absorbed in their headcanons of The Force Awakens that they kind of forgot what was actually said in that movie. So, for example... A lot of people were so shocked that Luke had sent him into himself into exile when that was established. Yeah, that was established in the movie. Yeah, like that was that Han basically just full out says, "Hey, yo, his uh, an apprentice turned against him. Luke just left after that and destroyed everything." Mm-hmm. And people are saying that he went to find the first Jedi temple, and maybe people. I think people were expecting maybe a more complicated story, and in a way, we got it, but it. I think a lot of people, when they think Star Wars is about twists, they dig way too deep mm-hmm. into it, because we did get some twists in this movie, with a twist that Rey was nobody, the twist mm-hmm. that Luke kind of done goofed a little bit with Kylo, mm-hmm. in, a, I mean, in a way that we'll talk about later, but I think people are so looking for... The, this twist that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Be like, all right, so everyone's saying that Luke felt bad, and that's why he went into exile, and that was, but it, but it's gonna be something. But else. it's gonna be something else. And we're like, no, that's what they're no. telling us. Yeah. And so, even if you want to believe that it's something else, mm-hmm. when it when it does come out that oh, that was what actually happened, mm-hmm. you, you can't, can't really be mad. Yeah, we they knew. did tell you that. You can argue that oh, they could have been cheating the narrative. But they didn't. No. So. That's that's what happened. And there's a really great, uh, I, I believe his name is Brian Young um, on Twitter. And he's said some really amazing stuff about 
uh, Luke's arc, if you want to talk about that at all. Yeah, because reading it, that's when it, like, I kind of already had these feelings, but I just didn't know how to put them into words. But reading through his thread, I was like, uh, yes, this does make the most sense. It talks about who Luke is as a character from the original movies, Mm -hmm. and that's what you have to go off of. But then having to understand that this is the only thing Ryan could have done because of who Luke is in the original movies. Luke in the original movies is a is a boy who will drop anything to go save his friends. He will risk anything, and that's kind of what made him a bad Jedi, because Jedi aren't supposed to put their loved ones before the galaxy. Mm. And that's who Luke is. That's who he ends the movie as. Luke Skywalker is still that character. And you have to remember that, okay, in The Force Awakens... Han gets killed, and Luke's not there. And when we go into The Last Jedi, Luke doesn't even know that Han's dead. So the only thing that makes sense is that he wasn't he wasn't connected to the Force when Han's death happened. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes sense. Because yeah, if he would have felt that, he would have been there. Because he felt that his friends were in trouble, like in Empire, mm-hmm. and just dropped everything to go to them so clearly even if now he's even more powerful you assume Mm -hmm. if he so it makes sense that he disconnected from the force because i still like if han like if he knew if he knew and he would have known because han knew Mm -hmm. han knew what he was doing when he left to go to Mm -hmm. star killer he was like one of two things is gonna happen right now I'm going to come back with my son or I'm not coming back. Yeah. Like, that's, you know that. And I think, I think Luke would have had to have been able to feel that. So I think Ryan Johnson went into this movie being like, for Luke to not have shown up in that movie to save his loved ones, this is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. He had to have been cut off. Something I do love that what Ryan did with Luke, which is one of the highlights is that made me go he does know how to write luke is that luke loves leia and Mm -hmm. like luke loves like very little in this world (laughs) i mean obviously that's not true but Mm -hmm. that boy loves like his sister Mm -hmm. and i think that was such a good i'm so glad that ryan played into that because i think a lot of people especially in fandom forget the power of different sorts of love Mm -hmm. and because You'll hear a lot of people not want, like, romance in this story. And, because they'll, they'll villainize that. Or they think that friendship isn't as powerful. Mm-hmm. Or, and, like, all, or even, like, the familial relationships. I'm like, all love is, like, extremely, can be told, like, the, all of those love stories can be told in extremely beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. And I think they did it really well with some of the moments of Luke and Leia. Because my favorite scene one of my favorite scenes in the movie that doesn't involve Ray and Kylo <laughs> is is Luke with R2. Oh, and yeah. And that was the scene that I'm like, he he knows how to write Luke. I cried. That. <laughs> okay, and, like, you know it's coming, yeah. too, because it's like, there's nothing you can do. And I was like, fuck you, there's something R2 can do. And, uh, and then when he did it, I was like, and I just teared up. I just I just cried. That I was, was like, That's... such a perfect moment. Such a perfect moment of still Getting that nostalgia in, getting that fan—I uh, don't—I don't want to call it fan service, because a lot of this movie is about a kind of moving on from the past, mm-hmm. but still being able to give you that moment mm-hmm. that, like, 
the whole thing. I'm a, I'm getting weepy. Like, yeah. that first initial moment where Luke sees Leia for the first time. And, ooh! <laughs> ooh, boy! Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really emotional. And I'm glad that it's just as emotional for the audience, because it's obviously very emotional for Luke. And it was, like, it was just a perfect little moment. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay. Okay, Ryan, keep going. Keep taking me on this journey. All right. I, I, see, I see where you are. It's... It's Luke has become this, not that you thought Luke was this. Yes. And so, obviously, when the movie first starts off, Luke just kind of throws a lightsaber. And that that was a scene we've known about for a little bit. Uh And I just love, that was like a huge fandom joke Mm -hmm. that he's going to take the lightsaber and just throw it. Mm -hmm. Ryan plagiarized our meme. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm going to sue just crazy and so like clearly luke's in a not so great place and for me it makes so much sense that luke would punish himself yeah to the degree that he did for because again there's no one he loves more in this galaxy than leia organa and he felt like he failed her he failed her he had a moment where he thought about killing her son mm-hmm. and after Leia had trusted Luke. She's to, like, I don't know what to do, but you will. But you will. And and Luke's like, I failed. I'm the worst. Yeah. So honestly, I can understand how he thinks that the galaxy might be better without him, especially making it that much harder to face his sister. Also, with who Luke is, he's self-policing. He doesn't have anyone above him to tell him what to do or anything so of course when he makes that mistake and there's no one there to punish him you are your harshest critic Mm -hmm. i feel like for most people that's very true and i I definitely think that's true for luke and so for him to be like well there's nobody else here to punish me i i can't face i gotta go she won't even she might not even be mad she won't she won't be hard on me yeah but i deserve this yeah it's not even like he's afraid of her punishment but he's just like you trusted me and with your son your only son Mm -hmm. your only child your only child Leia did not forget what came out of her vagina oh my god but and not only did you fail in like helping him get over these struggles he was having you didn't think he was worth saving for just a brief second. Mm-hmm. And you're like the world would be better off without him. Yeah. And it was and I know it was fleeting, but we'll talk about it more soon. Mm-hmm. So obviously Luke has like locked himself away. And I, I think it's it's pretty understandable. We get to see uh milking. Yeah. Mark Mar- I, okay, I love you, Mark Hamill, because obviously you listen to the podcast. Um, how are you doing, Mark? And Best boy. But he keeps on retweeting these milking memes. He, he loves it. Did Did you see the one of him milking Kylo? No. Yeah, it's Luke milking Kylo. Mark retweeted that. I hate boys. <laughs> boys are weird. <laughs> you guys are gross. <laughs> it was so weird. I hate it. That's why I'm off Twitter. The real reason. Except for I'm not off Twitter at all. I'm, I've been off Twitter for the last 40 minutes because that's how long we've been talking for. Good job. You are welcome. So you kind of see that Luke is living this ho-hum, grumbly life. 
Yep. He's 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 there. He's, he's there just to die. Man. He's just waiting for He's life. got his few pleasures. He goes to the fishing. first Jedi temple to end it. I I he's like, I'll be the last Jedi and I'll end it. It's kind of poetic. It is. I think. And it's also just that it's very hard to find. Yeah, also that too. And then these fish nuns who don't like him there and the suddenly Ray shows up and cl- like I did Kitty's I, not enamored by her baubles at all. Who, that's why she changed her hair. She's like, you're the first person who, have, who hasn't been enamored by my baubles. Fine. And fine, I'll change my hair <laughs> then. Will that be better? Mm-hmm. And with, with some persuasion, Luke doesn't agree to train her, but he agrees to tell her why the Jedi mm-hmm. should... He's like, these are the Jedi teachings, and this is why they suck. And this is why the Jedi need to end. Mm-hmm. After Chewie... Chew- I'm not sure if you thought this. The first time I watched, we watched The Last Jedi, I thought Rey had, like, force-pushed the door down. Uh-huh. But then Chewbacca comes in, and I was about to, like, dang, Rey. Man. I thought, oh. and that was going to be, like, Lou, like, oh, crap, you're force-sensitive, oh. man. But then Chewbacca comes in. Yeah, no, it was Chewie, like, what the fuck? <laughs> we been <laughs> parked out here for how long? <laughs> you're gonna talk to this girl. <laughs> I, I can't do the difference between Porgs and Chewbacca anymore. No. Well, Pork is, and Chewie is more like, I can't do it. It's, it's deeper, but with, you can't do it. I saw this one tweet on Twitter that was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, he is far past redemption. And I'm like reading this tweet going, who are we talking about? Chewbacca. And then it just goes like, he ate a Porg in yep. front of his family. Yep. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, all right, good tweet. 10 out of 10 tweet. Mm-hmm. I, cause I, I, I stand Kylo hard, but you're right, Chewbacca, irredeemable. Irredeemable. <laughs> Ate a porg, or thought about it. Thought about eating a porg for a brief moment. I Just wanna... like Luke, he made a mistake. Ryan, if you need someone to work on your new trilogy with you, um, I'm open, cause I really want a porg puppet, and I demand that you also put porgs in your new trilogy, because it's very important to me that porgs- But I don't know if they could, aren't they, like, octo, octu- Exclusive. If it, what if it's an old, old movie? What if the movie takes place during the first oh, Jedi then, era? True. Porgs. That would be great. I want it now. <laughs> I think that would be so cool. Yep. I would. I you would. Know what I also want? Twi'leks to be in the movie. Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Twi'lek. No, it's gonna be all new, old aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, no. <laughs> uh, so Luke's first lesson was that the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi, it belongs to everybody, mm-hmm. which is a good lesson. And that was a cute moment with, like, the leaf. It's cute. And it's also a good... But also, why was he carrying this leaf? He was planning it from the beginning. He's like, I want to do something. I like, know. <laughs> she's going to be a dummy and reach out with her hands. Yep. Here's the leaf. And it's also <laughs> just a beautiful... What? Have you seen... It's this, like, comic image, and it's the funniest thing. So it's when Luke comes in when Ray and Kylo are touching hands, and then Luke just pulls out the string and just cuts <laughs> with, with both their hands. He's like, ah! That's hilarious. It I was so seen good. It. it was really funny. This is basically me telling everyone about memes on the internet. I do like Welcome memes. to Who Talk First. Anyway, you were saying something before I talked about the leaf. Yeah, you, you rudely interrupted me while I was talking about how it's a very good uh, moment to have in the movie for people who are... Who like Star Wars, but don't consume it the way that we do, so they still don't understand what the Force is. Mm-hmm. 
So it's good to have a character like Ray just be like, well, it's a thing that makes rocks move. And you're like, no. Or, like, for people whose, like, parents are watching it with them, who, like, they never really cared about Star Wars, but the kids do, or vice versa. It's like, oh, it's a very good moment where they're like, okay, no. We're gonna firmly establish what the Force is, and it's not gonna be about metachlorians. Okay. That was one of my favorite critiques that I saw, is that people were upset that they, quote-unquote, erased the metachlorians. Since when have people ever liked the midichlorians? This is when you're just kind of reaching... They're erasing the prequels. I'm like, there's... I love the prequels. Uh They're erasing the parts of the prequels that people... I don't want to say they're erasing it. For me, the midichlorians were just something that... If you have them, it just makes you more in tune with the Force. It's not like the Force itself. It's just like, oh, these things in your blood just make you more, more... in tune with it. Yeah, it just makes it so it's easier for you to control yeah. the Force. But that's still not... They weren't the Force. Mm-hmm. Because they established that everybody has everybody has the Force with them because the Force isn't a power. It's it's the balance between it's not even life a, and death, yeah. darkness it's and It's not light. even a soul. It's just this thing that everything living or non-living has. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of want to go on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, just as a reminder, we're talking about, like, the Force and finding the balance in between it. Mm-hmm. Because there's still a lot of drama going around about the Greg Jedi concept. And <laughs> because I, it still confuses me, because I'm not sure if me and just other people have very different ideas of what Grey Jedi are. Mm-hmm. Because, or, or, like, what the term Grey Jedi, Jedi means to people. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, it never meant, like, people that I can use the light side, but also the dark no. side. It was like, hey, we're a new Jedi Order. Obviously, not a canon term for it. No. Just a, a term for a, hey, we're a, we're a Jedi Order that realizes that our views of, and or how we handled, dar- like, dark feelings, like sadness and anger and fear, weren't totally healthy. And we ended up pushing people to the dark side because we had such strict views of how to... Not feel anything Not ever. Not feel anything, and, and how we told people to handle their struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of addressing it so they can overcome it. It was mm-hmm. more of a push it away rather than... Ignore it! Ignore it until it goes away rather than, okay, let's talk about it, what's making you feel this way. Don't tell, uh, like, don't be afraid to tell us these things mm-hmm. so you can, we can help you overcome it. Mm-hmm. So that was, to me, is always what the, the term gray jedi meant it was like people with healthier views on handling emotions yes and attachments yeah i maybe that is where it comes from maybe it's people thinking that you can just jump between using these things because that maybe that because that, that i disagree with i'm like no yeah. that's that's like your my oc not yeah. not my oc but it's like this is yeah. my oc you can use both the dark side and the light side yeah, yeah. but so he's gray no no for me it never made sense that the light side, quote-unquote, that you, the light side meant that you kind of had to be, like, emotionless. Mm-hmm. And you had to be, like, super, like, uh, I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is, but, like, I monotone, kind of. <laughs> That's not the word that I want to use. But, like, they're like, oh, you can love the galaxy and as a concept. But, but you not- can't show, like, for... for- preferential treatment to anything to like one person or a group of people because you can't love your family and you can love everybody but you can't love people 
Yeah. You're like, what? Okay. Because if you get too attached. And and because Luke in his second lesson, which is like the Jedi were so far up their own buttholes Mm -hmm. that they didn't realize that they were creating, that they created Darth Vader and that, and they were so ignorant and everyone kind of thought of them as these, these gods that they let the Sith take over without easily. Yeah, without like any Dooku like <laughs> resistance. Dooku full out just tells Obi-Wan what's happening and Obi-Wan's like, no, we would have sensed it. Yeah. And like, I think you closed yourself off so much to these emotions, you can't sense it in other people mm-hmm. as well. Cause you think they're so Because yeah, if you feel them too you can't feel these emotions to the degree that they consume you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with these dark side people is that are these people that turn to the dark side is they let this fear and this anger and these the sadness mm-hmm. get them until they consume you. And I think the part of the Jedi near the end of the Clone Wars era when they were kind of dec- like decreasing because mm-hmm. they thought themselves above everyone else and uh, the Jedi are trying to prove themselves so constantly that when they're struggling, they don't want to let people know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they had a really good system... They didn't have a counselor. They didn't have... A- like, every now and then, you would see scenes where Anakin would, like, talk to Obi-Wan a little bit. A little bit. And then, or, or, like, Anakin Ahsoka. would talk would to, to Yoda. He has mm-hmm. that in Revenge of the Sith. But it's not good advice. It's... Because Anakin's still hiding a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. The the, the concept of, like... I, I don't like using the word anymore because it causes so much drama. But mm-hmm. for me, I do think they're going in a direction... Where the new Jedi Order... It's going to be reformed. Yeah. I would... Okay, you can you can hate the term gray if you want, but so much of this movie is about finding the balance. Mm-hmm. And what do we associate with light? White. What do we associate with darkness? Black. And the, the balance in between there, that's why we use gray. Mm-hmm. It's because it's about finding a balance. It's about different, like, hues. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree with that, and that's just where I always came from when I we would talk mm-hmm. about it. It was just, hey, the the clone the prequel era Jedi kind of sucked, and that was mm-hmm. and that I was love the point. Huh. That was the point is that they kind of sucked. Yeah, even though they were trying their best to be good, mm-hmm. they were. I do not. But was, their own light uh, blinded them. We yes. kind of talked about this in like in the past pod, mm-hmm. podcast, is that they couldn't see the the evil growing within them, that they ha- saw this enemy over here and so couldn't even see the evil growing within themselves. Within their own ranks. Within their yeah. own ranks, yeah. And it's... So, for me, I just kind of always assumed that... And I think a big part of this movie with the Rey and Kylo arc is seeing kind of, like, why you kind of need to check yourself. You need to look at certain aspects of your life. Because not saying that, obviously, Kylo is not a good person all the time no but his critical and almost cynical nature really helped ray recognize her role as a hero in this journey and because she because she was always holding back because she thought she was this nothing this no one so she couldn't be this hero and so but she couldn't even admit that to herself and i think that's why it's a good part to see that kylo's like mutually beneficial that kind of the critical part of the dark side and i want to say it's part of the dark side being critical but like that aspect 
the Jedi, the Jedi before really didn't have because that's why they let, that's how Vader, uh, became Vader because they didn't. They were like, oh, I sense fear in you, so we're gonna push you away yeah. constantly until you're like, I've been doing nothing but dedicating my life to you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like Anakin in the same way, or Kylo, Anakin Kylo. So Kylo, like, does the same thing with Snoke. He does everything mm-hmm. for Snoke, for the dark side, and Snoke's still like, you, no, you have your father's heart in you, you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And he literally has the line being like, I've given everything I have to you. Mm-hmm. And Anakin doesn't say as much, but Anakin has dedicated his entire life to the Jedi, and still the council doesn't trust him. Yeah. Like, he, he does, does He does say it, kind of. Like, not in the exact yeah. same words that Kylo yeah, does. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah, but he's just like, hello, I've been doing all this shit. I've, I'm, I've, I'm your war hero. Anakin's I've the one here. who tells Mace that Palpatine is the, like, is, is the Emperor. Palpatine uh. is Sidious, is uh. the Sith. And Mace still doesn't, he's like, if this is true, then I'll start to trust you. Yeah. Like, what, up until that what point? Like, why would I be lying? What, I'm trying to help you, and, and, so, I can, it's, they're kind of like reverses of each other, which I like, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, you know, eventually it backfires on Mace and Snoke, so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've given every, th- that, shit! What? Snoke is Mace Windu. Oh, Snoke is Mace Windu. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. The Snoke theories were true. Mm-hmm. He was just Mace Windu. <laughs> but I do, I do like that um, Luke has sort of come to realize the faults of the Jedi from mm-hmm. the past because um, the, the original trilogy kind of builds them up so much, and I think that's why a lot of people had a hard time with it because they one don't like the prequels that much, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, well, the prequels," or didn't understand that. the prequels established that. But well, yeah, because the Jedi Order was nothing in the first; it was mm-hmm. a mystery. Because yeah. they were because they weren't there anymore because they had been reduced to these myths mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. So when you see what they actually were, yeah, they were just humans. And they had faults and maybe their order wasn't perfect. And I know that you thought that they were because you only had this mythos to go off of from the original trilogy. But no, this was the original. This was the original plan. Mm-hmm. This is George Lucas writing this. And if you don't like that, then you don't like the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what they are. At least, like, that's what they had become. Well, yes. And, like, we don't we don't know too much about, like, we don't canon know, like, past yeah. Jedi. Yeah. But they have, by the end of it, their downfall was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Because I think they, I think it wasn't, wasn't like, 10,000 years that Jedi were the keepers of peace. Yeah. And, obviously, when you have 10,000 years, you, you... You're gonna reform some stuff. You're, things are gonna change. And you're gonna get... If you have 10,000 years of being the keep, keepers of peace and your system's going well, you're gonna get become a little blind to stuff. Yeah. And... So, yeah, I kind of like that Luke really addressed that part of the prequels to the audience because mm-hmm. a lot of people either don't want the prequels to be addressed or were afraid they weren't going to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that in a really good way. And also, it's one of the pins that I have in my store right now, the Prime Jedi pin. They have this uh, mm. rock mosaic at the in the cave that Luke trains is, trains, is talking to Rayan. Mm-hmm. And it's basically this yin-yang of a Jedi, who, like, half of it is in, like, black hues, and the half of it is in white hues. 
and this was the prime Jedi. So I think maybe earlier days of the Order had healthier views of... Yeah, I think so, too. ...of handling all sorts of emotions and kind of working in between this balance. And it's not, I can also be, kill people and be a good person. That's not what I think this balance thing means. No. It's... I have a healthy grasp on my emotions and, and can I don't, overcome my weaknesses. And I don't cut myself off from normal human emotions. Yeah. Because that's not healthy. No. And that will that will is what will destroy you and consume you. Yeah, and like I feel like so much of the Jedi Order as we know it mm-hmm. was like Oh, well don't even explore them. Don't even think about them. Just be ignorant to those feelings. And like they raise these kids just being like, These are things you're never allowed to feel. You're never allowed to feel angry. You're never allowed to feel sad. You're never allowed to feel these things. And you're like, what? That's what makes people people. That's what makes humans complex. Yeah. And without allowing them to feel those things, what what is your life? Because I'm, they do address, like, yeah, like, these these feelings are natural. They just didn't have a good way of handling yes. it. Yes. They were just, like, like, you know what, these the, feelings are, but you you shouldn't feel them. But don't. But don't. Uh, yeah, 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 you're going to feel these every once in a while. Just push it away. But, yeah, <laughs> but again, so you made these people afraid to talk about it, and mm-hmm. until eventually you're just caught up in your own mind and you destroy yourself. So, this this is where we get Luke's first, this, the lie. The first story of what happened to the temple. With little Kylo being like, did he tell you what happened? Did he tell you? Did he tell you? Yeah. I, I, uh-huh, he told me everything. No, no, I don't think so. And it's this very simplified version of that he was worried about Ben and... Went to go... He, they went to go talk to him at night. <laughs> and he just turned on him right away uh-huh. with no motivation whatsoever. And Ray believes it, says, all right. I, I would be interested right, in he's watching... he's a monster. Yeah, the, like watching the scene again. And wondering if Luke even has the saber on his hip. I wonder. Because I think it would be really interesting if he doesn't even have it at all in mm-hmm. his first story. He's like, mm-hmm. I didn't even bring it. Nope. I didn't even... It was nowhere near me. Nope. And obviously this... Obviously like, from a not, visual aspect. Yeah, yeah. Obviously he's not actually painting the picture. He's like, I was wearing this. And my lightsaber was on my hip. And yeah. my glove was off. Just from a visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Of, I wonder if his lightsaber was even on his hip in that one. But I don't know, because I don't have the film in front of me. So, unfortunately. And then you get the Kylo uh, version mm-hmm. of this, which is more of the truth. Mm-hmm. And then Ray confronts Luke one more time. And you get the the real truth? Yeah, I would say that it's a, it's a huge blend. The real truth is a blend of Kylo's and Luke's. Well, because like, perspective truth is so much Yeah, better. yeah, is... It's not wrong, because I see so many people still... Because we've, we've talked about this comparison. Mm-hmm. When they kind of don't blame Luke at all because he wasn't really going to do it. Like, it was just a fleeting thought. But you're like, you can't... Kylo shouldn't have got mad because he wasn't going to do it. And then we talk about like this comparison. Like, alright, pretend... So I'm asleep. <laughs> like, you're asleep, and you've been eating my food, and it's really, like pissing me off and you know what i'm gonna go talk to you about it in the middle of the night but also i'm gonna bring my knife with me just in case you know just bring in my knife mm-hmm. so i walk into your room and i'm standing over you and i've got all your cheese and you have all my cheese and in so with me just for a second i raise that knife and then i'm like oh god i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna like 
I'm not gonna do this. But then you look over at me. I wake up and see you above my bed with, with a, a knife. knife. Raised I in attack position. And... And I'm like, we're not friends anymore. And I'll be like, but I did I wasn't really gonna do it. I'm like, you made it this far. Yeah. It's... With your knife raised. Like, knife isn't even a good enough like, comparison. Because, like, you have to turn on a lightsaber. Yeah, with my switchblade. Yeah, and you open it up. Yeah. It was closed before. Now it's a... Open... You just always keep your Swiss Army knife yeah. in in your pocket, and so you open it up, mm-hmm. and you raise it above my head. Like, there's more actions to be taken than just, like, that... he was there with a lightsaber. So Kylo's perspective is completely valid. And yeah. understandably, you would have trust issues for the rest of your life. Yeah. And... Be like, just, I thought you were and, my best friend. Yeah, like... And if I was like, well, I wasn't really going to do it, you would still be like, I'm moving out. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. This is- My bedroom doesn't even have a lock. Oh my god. I can't live here. Because there's a really valid point that you can think, oh, it was just a very fleeting moment, but Luke still brought his lightsaber there. Yeah. So he was almost expecting Kylo to turn against him at this point. And, and like, you can, you can argue that, like, maybe he just keeps him on it at all, at all that's times. That's true. But- Kylo's in his jammies. Then yeah. you're going to go in there- with your your nephew who's in his jammies mm-hmm. trying to sleep, and you're gonna light your lightsaber because that's that's really the big thing there is that mm-hmm. he he lifts it up and then he lights it, and you don't light a lightsaber without intention, and that's engraved in everybody, including this apprentice who knows that like a lit lightsaber means something's going down. Like well, even the. the Someone who's not in the Jedi Order would be like, okay, there's a Jedi over me with a yeah. lightsaber. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? And, yeah, I know, it was a fleeting thought and he regretted it immediately. Yes. But that's not what Kylo sees. Yeah, you and, can't like, what blame I, like, like, in our stupid metaphor, if I had switched my switchblade and that's all I had done before, I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. But that's all you saw was me switching on my switchblade uh-huh. and while you were sleeping over you in a knife. I don't blame you for never, for ever forgiving me ever. Yeah. Like, it was, it, it wasn't... Never trusting me. Even if I was like, I swear I wasn't going to do it. I do not blame you for not trusting me. Yeah. <laughs> it was You're a like, you know what? Uh, the fact that you even considered it, and you you were like, I'm going to stab you. Mm-hmm. Because you really do wonder how much Kylo knew. You know? Uh, did he know that Luke saved Vader? Had he known about Vader yet? Because we do know that that Kylo didn't grow up knowing that Vader was his grandfather. Right. That he found out when he was around 23. So does this take place when beforehand, or does this pl- take place afterwards? Mm-hmm. We, how long is Kylo gone before Han and Leia find out? How do La- Han and Leia find out in the first place? Because mm-hmm. these are all stories that I can't wait to know. Claudia Gray, write a book, please, please. Only you, <laughs> only you. Yeah, I Thank trust you. you. Thank you. So yeah, there's a lot of questions to be raised, but. We can't argue that Luke messed up. Yeah. Even, who... even if he... In, well, yeah, and he knows he messed up. Yeah. This isn't something this isn't... that he could have easily forgiven himself for, which is why, like we said before, he pen- he punishes himself to such a harsh degree because that's not something Luke Skywalker... T- he, he even knows this. He knows it's never he's even Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And he never even, like, it's never even a counterpoint in the movie of, like, oh, well, you didn't mean to. Mm-mm. Ray's not, like... Oh, it was an accident. No, she's like, you did this. Mm-hmm. You created it. He was like, yeah, no, it's my fault. It was an accident, and he didn't. He really didn't mean to do it. But it's still, 
his actions had consequences, and now yeah, he's I'll living say that. With like, his yeah. actions had consequences because there's a lot of things that clearly Kylo was going through that wasn't necessarily Luke's. And fault. instead of talking to him, you were like, "I'll just kill him. <laughs> I'll, I'll just kill him for this this brief second that you'll have because, to live with the rest of your life." Because this is what the Jedi Order teaches. Like, well, it's the life of many over the life of one, yeah. and and it's like, okay, yeah, but but also. Let's just talk this through, and then maybe we can save everybody. Because, yeah, does Kylo know that Luke tried to save Vader? And Kylo hasn't done anything wrong at this point, mm-hmm. and, and besides maybe having a couple, like, angry outbursts. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't gone on a murder spree yet, Mm-mm. clearly. He's, and Luke's doesn't think he's worth saving. Meanwhile, Vader had done so much crap, and, then- and Luke still thought he was worth saving saving a theory that was interesting is and i mean i don't think it'll ever be addressed because i don't think it's actually true but i found it interesting is that we know snoke's kind of been in kylo's head the whole time Mm -hmm. and that if snoke sort of projected these like nightmares to to kylo so when luke saw them it was kind of just like what snoke wanted luke to see Mm. because he was just that was going to be his final like push Mm -hmm. to get kylo over on is sad. I'm like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Good Maybe. Good old it's Snoke. an interesting theory. Good old Snickety Snoke. Snickety Snack Snoke. Yep. So, I I do understand completely where Luke is, why Luke has punished himself to his degree, this degree, because mm-hmm. he, he goofed. Mm-hmm. He goofed hard. And, and it's, uh, it's why, alright, so I do... One of my, I guess we'll go to, uh, and like, do we have anything else to talk about on Act 2? There's, like, the deleted scene mm-hmm. of the third lesson, which the third lesson was very much the let nature take its course because death and tragedy is part of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, that scene was deleted. Because it made Luke seem like a jerk. It made Luke seem like a jerk. But that, I mean, that was kind of a Jedi thing yeah no it would have been a good message because i mean take take for instance let's just talk about anakin and his mom Mm -hmm. when he goes to take when qui-gon jinn is like all right i'm gonna take i'm gonna take anakin now and you still have to stay and you have to be a slave and you're like what it's like yeah it's not the jedi order to mess with this stuff okay but but you're Mm -hmm. all powerful like you could absolutely kill this guy and save this woman Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm. Qui-Gon's like, no. Yeah, I'm like, we need to stay, stay out of it. Yeah, we can't do this. This isn't our place. And you're like, why? What? What? I don't, I don't understand this. So, yeah, that that was the the third lesson, and it was played out in a bigger scene that, uh, yeah, Ryan explains that he deleted it because he knew Luke was already mm-hmm. not looking too good, and something I do find interesting is that Ray never tells Luke what's like with the kylo stuff because mm-hmm. uh luke comes in right after the first force bond scene and at that point ray and kylo have no idea what's happening have no idea what's happening ray doesn't have any need to feel sympathy towards it or no. want to keep it hidden for because she wants to figure this out it's really interesting that she just kind of goes oh uh cleaning my blaster and it went off mm-hmm. and yeah it's really interesting that she doesn't talk to him about it I think at that point she's she's learned that she can't yet trust him because mm-hmm. he's, I mean he's not 
he's not been very welcoming towards her. And she's a survivalist. It's, she's not going to, like, open but herself up at the same time, to... she's like, I, so, something inside me has been awake mm-hmm. and I need help. And you would think this would be a big thing that she'd want to ask about. But I think she also kind of knows that this thing with Kylo is something... Because Kylo also doesn't know yeah. what it is, I think she's able to it's just be weird. like, this is weird. And like, all right, w- uh, maybe I won't bring it up until I know more mm-hmm. of what's I'll happening. I'll figure this out myself. Yeah. So, moving on from Mach 2, uh, but besides the the ship, that the sunken ship. Because mm-hmm. I, I do think the reason why that's there is because that's what you assume Luke uses to get to... That's what, yeah, you're supposed to be led to believe this is how he gets to Crate. Mm-hmm. So it's not weird when he just shows up. It's just supposed to be a, a and, bait and switch. And a little bit of, like, hey, remember how Luke didn't believe in himself because he couldn't, he was like, he didn't believe in his abilities enough to be able to lift that X-Wing out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, hey, look, he doesn't believe in himself. Mm-hmm. And Luke acknowledges that he's this legend, I think. And then he thinks almost... You, you, well, he understands that the galaxy thinks this of him. So when he has these moments where he's very human and messes up, he's like, all right, I got to take myself out of this, out yeah. of this picture. And it makes the book Legends of Luke Skywalker really sad Aww. right now because uh, he's just a good boy. Good Luke. He Luke Clod Plopper. <laughs> Luke Babyface Clod Plopper. And... And so we have the line of, uh, what do you expect me to do? Take down the, or, like, show up with a laser sword and phase the whole, fir- like, first order? Laser sword? Whatever I said. Yeah. And cut down the whole first order, yeah. I think is what he says. And which is what he does, mm-hmm. which... I mean... I love. Kind of. I mean, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. He does. It's so good. And I will... So when Luke first shows up on... Mm, crate. Mm-hmm. The, this is my first fault... In Luke's storyline, that still, that still kind of gets me. Is mm-hmm. I love most of the conversation between Luke and Leia. I still don't like how they talk about Kylo mm-hmm. because I I think it's really I don't like seeing that the mother gave up. Yeah, and not to say that she thinks he can be redeemed. She may not think he'll ever come back, but. That she's, she's like, I know he's gone, is, I mean, it's so, I, I understand that I they don't... kind of want to see Leia as hopeless. Mm-hmm. She's gone through so much, and I just, I just didn't like that personally. Yeah, she I doesn't don't... need to say that she's like, no, I still believe in him, but I don't like that she actively said that she knows, she knows she's gone, and. Yeah, I don't like that line either, because to me it doesn't make sense. I think there could be another line where she could seem really hopeless but it not seems so solid of her opinion being like i i wish there was something i could do or it's like i wish i knew a way to help him yeah or, or i would even be fine with her being like i know what you're gonna say yeah you're gonna say that he's gone yeah because and then at least it leaves argument for her to be like but i don't agree yeah you know what i mean yeah because obviously she's in a very helpless state right now but i think there was a way to establish that without and like we know i'm a i'm a huge kylo stan mm-hmm. but I, I i don't i specifically don't like 
his mother yeah, speaking of it like that's, that. That's my problem, because I'm not even as big as a, a Kylo Stan as you are. I do think that he's a very interesting character, but for a mother to be like, yeah, he's gone. He's, uh, it, I know. I'm not. Know. And you're like, no. I just think there was a better way to I don't like emphasize that. that hopelessness that she might feel in that moment, mm-hmm. but not... But not to be like, she's, she's And I know probably a lot of my quote-unquote bitterness is from that we will never get Carrie's arc with mm-hmm. Kylo, because that would, it would have wrecked me. Mm-hmm. And you do, you do know that Kylo and Leia have something different. Mm-hmm. He, Kylo can't shoot down Leia. Um, they have this sort of force connection. They can sense each other in mm-hmm. ways that clearly Luke and Kylo don't share. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something more between them, and they've established this. And I wish they hadn't just shot it down like that. It's it, it's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And but and like I know that just because that's where it ended, and we won't be able to see it played out the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's probably why it like sits with me as poorly as it does. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one line that I just wish was slightly different. But mm-hmm. who knows if Kylo is just evil all throughout Episode Nine. I guess it makes sense, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think the movie ends, the final shot of Kylo is him severely regretting and, or not, not necessarily regretting, but sad mm-hmm. and upset and questioning. And still like, why? I'm doing all the things, things that, that I thought would make me happy and, and I, they're not. And it's not. Exactly. So that was like my first, and that fault but i do really like the scene between luke and leia because you do get when luke hands her the dice leia knows it's not him mm-hmm. um she has this like really sad look in her eyes mm-hmm. like that she knows that this is some sort of projection mm-hmm. and i wonder because c3 c3po c3 oh my god 3po 3po and Luke kind of have this interesting little just connection, like the wink mm-hmm. in the C three would being like, "That's just Skywalker." Because like you wonder if C three PO can sense that it's not that a it's person, not a person. Mm-hmm. I wonder, not I from will. like the Force, but like there's no heat signature or something. Yeah, that, like he doesn't have vitals. Yeah, because he does. He just seems a little surprised. Mm-hmm. And so Luke goes out to go confront kylo he does have the nice the speech about how no one's really gone Mm -hmm. and you can read it as saying that he still has hope for kylo i want to read it that way but i more read it as in we our memories are how people live on so i read it the way of kylo's not really gone but only because that's that's what i wanted it that way that's what i I wanted leia to say yeah i really just wanted their dialogues to be reversed (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. And but. uh that's that's the way I hope you're supposed to read it. Mm-hmm. But that's when he hands her the dice of Hans, that that's the reason why I was like, oh, he means it like But we don't have these don't good know. memories of Kylo to be like, No you still have your son in some way. Right. Leia obviously does, but the audience doesn't. So I'm really hoping that Luke does mean it. Like there's everyone can be saved. Especially mm-hmm. when because he that's sees who he is. And the last time we really saw Luke and Ray w- was Ray being so convinced that mm-hmm. Ben could change, mm-hmm. and like maybe maybe that was a good wake up call for Luke. Yeah. Being like, you know what? Maybe like no, no. That's how I felt about Dad Vader. I, like mm-hmm. no one's really gone, and I kind of got 
got lost for a while, but there will always be someone who will, like, if I can't do it. Someone else will try. Yeah, and, like, here's, here's, like, the Resistance crew and Ray. I, I saw that they had this weird, that kind of connection going on. Maybe, maybe she can do something mm-hmm. that will help him snap out of it. So I, I hope, I hope that's the case. Me too. Because that's uh, what I, that's what I want. That's yeah. the direction I want the story to go in. But just yeah, period. Like, I'll, I'll admit I want it to be read that way, but I, I am kind of like, or oh, did you mean that no one's really gone? Because you know you're about to die. Because friends live memories. in their heart. Yeah, blah. Blah, 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 kingdom hearts. <laughs> so when Luke goes and faces down Kylo. This is this recently came out in an interview about why Luke brings that saber, mm-hmm. and it's really sad. Cause so he brings the blue lightsaber, and Ryan kind of explained that Kylo doesn't totally know what happened to that saber because all he saw was like a yeah. blinding light and was knocked unconscious. Right. So Ryan's like he doesn't totally know what happened to that saber, so Luke brought it, knowing that Kylo would think Ray brought it to him mm-hmm. to like go kill him. Mm. And Aww. that's just really sad. Aww. That's, it kind of, it's not like, obviously I don't think it's an intentional parallel at all because it's too distant, but it just gives me the same emotions of, in Beauty and the Beast, the live action one, where the mob is all coming down to the castle and all the enchanted objects think Belle turned against them. Mm-hmm. And because they don't know the full story, they're mm-hmm. like, she went back to town and told them about us and sent a giant mob to destroy us. Like, that's why they're here. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a sad little... You're like, no, 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 that's not the case. But the fact that Luke intention Like, Luke was saying, or Ryan was saying that Luke brought that saber to get reaction out of Kylo. Specifically, you would almost think that his green saber would be more of a reaction. Yeah, but it might have been the... Maybe it was just the wrong reaction. Yeah, maybe... But it, interested, he's going for the hey, you know, Ray had this saber arc like mm-hmm. uh, approach mm-hmm. to kind of making him angry rather mm-hmm. than the remember this is the saber I tried to kill you with once. Hew hew, ha ha ha! It's me. I think maybe that would just maybe that would reflect too poorly on Luke's character. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah I don't know either. Either way, it's it's sad. Either way, it is very because when I when I first saw the scene. We talked about this a little bit in our uh, other review, but I'll bring it up again. Is I thought Luke was already dead, so I thought he was a Force ghost this entire time. It, it took a, a little bit of time before I realized that Luke was like, "Oh, you don't see his footprints. Oh, he's mm-hmm. not ever trying to hit Kylo. They're not actually fighting." And so I immediately went for the, "Oh, he's already dead, mm-hmm. and he's just here as a ghost," which. A part of me, I flip back and forth, like a part of me would almost like, but I understand why they did it the way they did it. And I like this, because it does establish new force powers in the universe, and I think that they they need to do this. I want, yeah, I want that stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. And, because a lot of people are mad that, I was like, oh, this astral projection thing is new, and I'm like, well... Uh, Battle Malentation isn't, though. Yeah, and also... They're like, but you only introduced it at the end of the movie. I'm like, no, they introduced it in the beginning of the movie. Because Kylo says, no, this isn't astral projection, not that yeah. line. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to figure out what this is. He's like, no, that effort would kill you. Mm-hmm. So you know it's very, very, very difficult to do. 
and it's something that he knows about and yeah. that exists in the Jedi world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and obviously if it's a extremely difficult maneuver that likely kills you at the end of it, people don't do it a lot. People don't do it a lot, but Luke Skywalker will. Yeah. And Ryan had a nice, like, good clap back being like, everything needs to be introduced for the first time somewhere. Yeah. And unless you want these movies to never explore anything new, there, yeah. it needs to be introduced for the first time somewhere. Yeah. And we can't go slide it into the original trilogy. I don't know what you're wanting, but don't you want these, like, powers to expand? Like, especially from people who are, like, actually masters, because we didn't really get a lot of masters in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. We had we had Obi-Wan, who had... He had become a part of the Jedi Council, but he'd also kind of, like, cloistered himself away for so long. And then we had Yoda, but Yoda was literally dead. <laughs> he was a Force ghost, and, like, that was cool, but, like, there's also only so much you can do as a Force ghost. Yeah. So it's like, mm, what is your guys' problems? Mm-hmm. Do you only want Force lightning to exist? Is that it? Is that the only thing you want? <laughs> yeah. And I think, okay, so this scene is where I do have my my second... And it's just, it's just a line. It's not even, like, a plot. It's just how the line is said. I feel like Luke, not that he needs to feel bad for Kylo, mm-hmm. but Luke has been punishing himself for what happened for the last six years, mm-hmm. and he does not seem remorseful. He does, no. like, apologize, but his, his, his apology is just not very heart. Like, it, I don't feel like Luke mean really means it. Mm-hmm. No, um, Luke's attitude in the fight is not how I would have portrayed him. Mm-hmm. I would have... So, but I get that's what the audience wants, too, because you want this more badass Luke Skywalker. So what I wanted is for this fight to be the Twin Sun episode and the Twin Sun episode to be this movie. Because I want Luke to be more calm and just let Kylo... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But him just be like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And it for it to be, like, more, like, simple. Yeah. And, because, I mean, the, the, it's sort of similar where Luke's just dodging because, obviously, he can't hit. But his attitude real. is also super antagonistic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. And I think that's, like, I'm not sure if they're trying to make Luke seem more badass because they knew he was so, but he also is, like, he's projecting himself looking younger. He's projecting mm-hmm. himself looking like. Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And he, he looks so good in this scene. I won't lie to you. If they make a sideshow figure of him, if astral projection Luke, uh-huh. I might get it because I think he looks very handsome in he it. He looks like a handsome boy. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they're trying to make him seem antagonistic to, to Kylo because he is trying to get, like, this reaction out of him. And mm-hmm. it, obviously it's working. Kylo's not okay yeah, no. right now. It's totally working. Yeah. Because I'm, Kylo can't... Like, even if he didn't know about the lightsaber breaking, mm-hmm. he can't sense Luke at all. He can't, like, he's not recognizing, he can't see the footsteps, mm-hmm. and it's, Kylo should be able to sense these things, but yeah, he's so much like- He's so much like, there's Luke, there's Luke, I want to kill him, I gotta kill him, I gotta go. Gotta, gotta go fast, that he doesn't see these things, and so it's, we see this really manic Kylo, who mm-hmm. obviously just had his- soul broken and his heart broken because I think he was really convinced that I mean Ray was gonna stay with him mm-hmm. and 
that he's like, no, we we have this like whole the whole galaxy is ours. Like you you sense this too that we have this like absurd connection mm-hmm. platonically. Will you platonically rule the galaxy with me? Platonically. Uh, platonically. Will you platonically sit on this throne with me? Platonically. Platonically. Um. Mm, platonically. I do. Platonically. I'll say platonically a lot because it's a very fun word to say. But I think they. I mean, they both had this. We're very convinced of their ideas of the future, and I think Kylo even more so. I mean, he had the because of this of his like convictions. He killed Snoke. Yeah. He was like, I touched hands with a girl. Time to kill him. Time to kill him because she's gonna. That's like second base, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what Hux told me. <laughs> touched hands. That's why I wear gloves all the time because I yep. don't want to touch anyone else. First base, not wear a shirt. Yep. Second Check. base, touch hands. Got it. Third base is like, she pl- wields my lightsaber. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but with, so yeah, he's clearly not going through a good time, and Snoke's kind of, not Snoke, uh, Luke's kind of amping that up, which... Which I wish had just been directed in a better way that that's why you know he's doing it not because he actually feels antagonistic towards kylo or doesn't uh, yeah. feel remorseful like, honestly for me it's like that one line that was just a little too uh like n- cheeky not, not even cheeky because like... it just i didn't really believe he was apologizing mm-hmm. that he was more apologizing on behalf of like the galaxy mm-hmm. rather than he's like i'm sorry what i did to you caused all of like like what happened to the world rather than I would have loved a moment between family there because yeah. I never got my their family moment mm-hmm. but like you got you got a little bit of the see around kid which is mm-hmm. an allusion to Han mm-hmm. which yeah needless to say which ow uh, I really hope that Mark is in episode 9 just there for the Harrison Ford impressions and Luke so he's like just floating around with Kylo, and then we'll break into his Harrison Ford impression. I think there'll be some A-plus comedy there, JJ. A-plus. JJ does like his comedy. It'll it'll be some good, some good times. But, so yeah, it's a, it's really, it's really depressing what, that whole showdown, and I do think Luke's really cool. I just wish there was a little bit more of a family moment there. Yeah, and I, I still did laugh, and every time Luke was sassy, like, I oh, enjoyed I love, it. Oh, I love the shoulder brush off. Mm-hmm. But, like... But, yeah, I just wanted that one family moment, absolutely. which, to be a little more sincere, because it did feel like he he really didn't, like... I, I don't Even know. Even though he had it, fully... This could, just, this could just be me. Mm-hmm. I just was missing that family moment, and... But, no, I agree. It, for me, it, 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 like, fell flat, and I wanted more sincerity and more... I think it's because we're so character-driven mm-hmm. that, for us, it was... It, they were like, this is the action scene, and I'm like, but still put some character growth in there. Because, yeah, Luke doesn't need to try to convince him to come back, because, yeah, Luke obviously knows that he's not going to be the person to make, he, get He's already to fucked back. up he too much. He messed up. It's not going to be him. Mm-hmm. I just would have loved a good... A good family moment, which we might have in nine. Who knows? Because we might have Force Ghost Luke. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's not real. Kylo's mad, and we go back to Octu, where we see the good old twin sons. Yep. And I was thinking about it even more, 
we, we've talked about this a few times, and we know that it would have been super gratuitous, but, but, hands down during, after, like, the Twin Sons thing, when you have that back shot where it's just looped from the back, I think Anakin and Obi-Wan should have been there. Absolutely. And it would have been even so much better, because if you're still looking at the Twin Sons, and Anakin and Obi-Wan- And then two people show up, well, his two fathers. Well, no, and also, like, Anakin grew up with a Twin Son, uh-huh. Obi-Wan lived on that planet for a really long time, I think it would have been such a, like, a- Yeah. Beautiful- thing to have no it would have been beautiful this reference there and and it would have been a little more comforting to for for luke or not even luke but for the audience yeah to, to know be that, like all oh, right luke is he can become a force ghost yeah he's and we don't with know the we don't know if he can if he will be a nine at all and i i pray to god that he will especially because we don't have carrie I think he will. I think he will, too, but I don't want to get my hopes up too much, because I also didn't think he was going to die in this movie. (laughs) So, I was, like, convinced. I want to find old quotes of me being like, you get out, eat my socks if Luke dies in this movie. And then, then, oops, I'm eating him. Whoops. Because that is one thing that I I will, I don't really like about this trilogy, is that each movie is going to be the, this is the episode where this character from the original trilogy dies. Yeah. Well, but that wasn't intended. No, that, I mean, uh, who uh, knows what was really intended for Leia. Yeah. I mean, I had heard she was supposed to get a happy ending, but who knows. Mm-hmm. That's true. What that, I mean, and still Vader technically still got a happy ending. That's and, true. <laughs> I need to stop saying happy endings, man. Happy ending. You got a happy ending. Wink, wink. Padme, also Force Ghost. Um, but I just, I would have loved that, because we, we saw Yoda come back, and I think not having Anakin... Or, and we know the reason why he hadn't seen them at all for a really long time is because he's shut them, like, shut right. the for- himself off in the force. So being able to see Anakin and Obi-Wan there for those, like, final moments like, all you with needed the twin to do sons. Was a, all you needed was a back shot. It would have been a back shot. You don't, yeah, you don't need to worry about recreating Nothing. Uh, Alec Guinness. And, I mean, you, obviously you can still have Anakin or Hayden be mm-hmm. back of Hayden. Anakin. Yeah. I, I just, just think that would have made that scene a lot more comforting. And also, I would have sobbed my eyes I out. would have Because, a, yeah, again, a lot of this movie is about erasing the past, but it's also about me- having memories live on. Yeah. I think that would have been a good, a good combination of themes there. And also, if this is so much of Ryan Johnson being like, because a lot of this movie is kind of like a middle finger of, I don't care if you didn't like this in the movies. <laughs> it would have been a good, like, I don't care if you didn't like... Anakin being there as the Force Ghost. Hayden. He, this is this is Hayden because that's the last time he was with the light. Mm-hmm. That's canon. Making it canon over and over again. Yeah. He, he would have never become this weird in the movie the first time, but look at it's in this movie the first time. Yeah. I almost I wonder if that was ever discussed because I feel like it's such a an obvious thing. That I feel like it had to have been discussed at one point, mm-hmm. but I, I won't be surprised surprised if it comes out later that it was thrown around at one point mm-hmm. because I think it would have been really touching. I wish. And so yeah, Leia and Ray they sense that he's deaf. He's deaf. He's deaf. <laughs> he's, he's a deaf. He's dead. And but he's, there's peace and purpose, so he knows that again. I hope that purpose is. All. I know it's just because he was able to, he, he ended up being the spark that could, uh, that would rebuild the rebellion because yeah. 
you see at the end with these kids who are telling the story of Luke Skywalker right. and how much it like inspires them and it's mm. it's kind of this meta message with the audience that just Luke Skywalker won't be around forever and he always won't be Luke Skywalker but but the legend of Luke Skywalker will always be there yeah to motivate us and I, I do I do I have like a love hate relationship with that last scene. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a Star Wars thing. Uh-huh. Like, it does feel like something from a different movie, but I love the message behind it. Yeah. That, like, uh, they're the, the legend of how Luke Skywalker came back to fight is spreading, and that will ignite the hope again. Because mm-hmm. I do really like that. Oh, I and, love it. And I love how, like, the three little kids are kind of Han, Luke, and Leia in terms mm-hmm. of, like, how they're... The little girl has her buns mm-hmm. and like his little blonde boy, and I think like it's such a new generation story, and like I do I do really like the message that was behind there. Yeah, I really like it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Luke's Luke's sacrifice and his I I do think it was a very good story um, for Luke. I do I think he needed to die. No, I no. don't. But I, I do understand why. I do also understand that, like... And also, you have I to... like that he took himself out, that he, at a certain point, or he, even before he came there, knew that Kylo was wanted to kill him. And, because mm-hmm. he, he does have that line about, if you kill, if you strike me down in anger, I'll be with you always like your father. Like, mm-hmm. I'll haunt you mm-hmm. like your father does. And... Luke kind of takes himself out of that equation that he's like, I won't let you, I yeah. won't let you use me as this, as more fuel for your anger. Yeah. Yeah. And for your, like, turmoil and mm-hmm. angst, because he's like, I know this haunts you, and it's, like, you're trying to make yourself feel better, and you it's not working, you can't figure out why, so I won't let myself be that for mm-hmm. you. And, and also it establishes that this, this power isn't something that we could just use all the time. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of world-breaking, it is. <laughs> like, we can't just, uh, it's this, it's a struggle. So he takes himself out of this, uh, this uh, equation. And it's another reason why I still have hope that Kylo can still be redeemed. Because in terms of crimes Kylo did this movie, they're, they're really not bad. He killed Snoke. Some Pantoran guards and like killed some Pantoran guards and then what well, he was shot down some rebellion stuff. Yeah, he did. But again, that wasn't like a war scenario. Yeah. Scenario. So Poe did way more. <laughs> yeah, it could have done like way more. He didn't have like a Han, no type death or even a lower Senteca ex like execution with a good guy mm-hmm. and even so. But yeah, Knights of Ren, maybe Luke students. Maybe. I'll talk about it every podcast until it maybe happens. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's keep on... Let's keep that Knights of Ren hype up. Because I think... I, I would really love the final confrontation for Nine to be a smaller scale bat- battle. I know they all want it to be a space battle, and I'll be sure, fine. But I'd love it to be, like, a smaller scale core resistance, core Knights of Ren group. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this really epic... So you can really focus on, like, Finn and Poe and Rose. Yeah. And give them these really epic moments... Instead of this like huge battle scene, but that's just me personally. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super like. I don't think space battles personally are that cool. So I would love to see like something closer to like the throne room in this movie because I thought that was fucking dope. Yeah. But like, 
yeah, we'll Throne see. Throne room is so good. We'll see. I love it. Because I... It's... You know, the hard life of wanting another fight... Like, I want a cool fight with Rey and Kylo, but I want... I'm like, I like... I want to see them duel again, but I also want to see them work together again. Yep. Can I have both somehow? Come on. Please, like, A practice JJ. duel. Bring come it on. home. Anyway, I'm sure a lot of this stuff will still come up in the future. Yes. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and maybe leave us a review. And if you send us a picture of your review with your address, we might send you something. Yep. And by we, I mean me, but I... Just you. Just me. But if you do that... And it won't be something gross. It'll be something, like, it won't be cute lo- and Star Wars related. I swear. It, they're cute. This is not a mystery box off eat. F eBay where you get dead bugs. Yeah, it's not that. Don't worry. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll keep talking about this as the story goes on. Again, we didn't have notes for this podcast, so we talked for a very long time for not having notes. We did and because we rambled. Because we're the Knights of Rant. We are the Knights of Rant. We we'll never take a bath. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's we just don't bathe. Nope. So yeah, thank you again for listening to another episode of Who Talks First slash Knights of Rant. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your last host. I'm Solo. And we will see you next time. Bye.